seconds left. Hardy with six. Hardy on Brown. Hardy with three. With two. Hardy reverse slam is gone. 1.2 left. St. John's 12 with 14 from the field in this second half. Hans again. Also in the ball game. Champagne, you're kidding me! Another three for Julian Champagne. You are now listening to the Eye of the Storm podcast. What's going on, Johnny Nation? Welcome to episode 53 of the Eye of the Storm podcast. My name is David Barrow, and just when you thought St. John's roster was set, like I said before the Julian Champagne interview in episode 52, we're back with another edition. Not just any addition, a major bombshell top 35 player in the 2023 class, 6'4 guard Simeon Wilcher from Roselle Catholic in New Jersey, committed to Rick Patino and St. John's this afternoon. Wilcher heard from Louisville, Texas Tech, Indiana, Seton Hall, Xavier, and many, many others, but he only took one visit to St. John's last Thursday. So how in the world does this work? St. John's roster is full. I'm sure you're saying that to yourself. We know about that. Well, to help me answer that question and discuss the impact of this huge commitment and what it means, welcome back, Zach Braziller of the New York Post. Zach, you're becoming a regular. What an absolute insane day for St. John's basketball. I mean, it's basically been an insane two and a half months. Um, you know, if you if we want to be real about it, it's, I mean, they've, they've, Remade the roster. People think it's at worst a 25 to 30 ranked team in the country on paper. And when you have a coach like Rick Pitino, paper usually means, you know, is a good thing. It, you know, and you don't go into this year with major questions. Is this team going to be coached? We, we know it is. Yeah, look, it's it's been nuts. He, he, he got his release last Tuesday. You mentioned he met with Seton Hall over the weekend. Indiana, I was told, made a real big push. Georgetown also really tried. But it was really St. John's all the way. He visited Thursday. You heard basically the second he went into the he, – not the portal because I'm used to transfers. But the second mm-hmm. he got out of his NLI, you were hearing St. John's, St. John's, St. John's. Obviously, the, the situation in North Carolina changed. His role was uncertain. He's a, he's a really good player. He's, he went 17-0 and in the New Jersey State Tournament. He was a four-year starter on Roselle Catholic, which is basically a national brand. That's as good of a – normal high school as it gets you know it's not img or oak hill but after that it's as good as there is and he's really good i talked to jay gomes um the director of uh, the who runs njhoops.com he's basically the he's basically the kinchowski of you know men rest in peace of new jersey high school basketball and he said what you love about him is he just does what it takes to win you know he he's he's unselfish he's a true point guard He's great at getting the defensive rebound and running and, and makes great decisions in the open court. He's, he's really good. The, you know, I, I remember um, when the McDonald's games released, there were some thought, a lot of people in Jersey thought he should have been a McDonald's All-American. And it's been a long time since St. John's had anyone of that ilk. He's the best prospect since Rashid Jordan. You know, after you get Jordan Dingle and you get RJ Luis and you get some of these other guys and you think the team is done and you think the team looks pretty good. And now here you are, you had a <laughs> – a really, really, really good freshman. It's, you know, it's it's a new world. Um, I remember when I, right after he went in the, you know, got out of his NLI, I was heard from someone who really knew that St. John's gonna get, is probably going to get him. And I'm like, 
really? Like, he's not just going to go to like a big time blue blood or something like that. But Zach, you're, that, that reaction, I mean, that reaction is literally maybe everybody's reaction today, or at least over the last three or four days as this kind of started to catch legs. I mean, ESPN ranked 28th. 247 has him a composite 34. Rivals had him at 31. This is a consensus top 35 pick, like you mentioned. And he just decommitted from North Carolina to go to St. John's. I mean, the fan base, St. John's fans, like we're not used to this. This is foreign territory. And Zach, I think I might have asked you this a long time ago. I know I asked a lot of people within like kind of New York basketball. And when Rick Patino was first getting rumored to be hired, I I was truly asking a question of are these young kids going to value and appreciate and want to play for Rick Patino based on the lore and the aura that was Rick Patino of a few years ago with Louisville and with um and, and with Kentucky and, and the, the big runs and and the NBA stuff, because that was a while ago. These young kids were not alive for a lot of this stuff. I mean, Simeon Wilcher is good. I believe he's 18 years old. He wasn't alive for prime time Rick Patino dominating. But the answer, and I was told by a few coaches that they were just like, even if the kids don't know it, their parents know about them, the their their coaches know about them, and they know that if they want the best chance to succeed especially at a pro level and to get to the highest possible level which simeon wilcher has aspirations to that's how good this kid is i don't know if he's one and done but he's and he's gonna be talked about as a potential pro for sure but man uh this is this is an unbelievable feather in the cap for rick patino it's it's wild it is it is a pinch me moment for St. John's fans. It has to be in all seriousness. I know everybody's excited about Rick Pitino, but this is a pinch me moment that somebody of this caliber who actually was teammates, funny enough, with Mackenzie and Baco at the same school who St. John's was in the thick of it and in the running for with Indiana and Kansas and Louisville. And you, sure enough, you get his teammate. Uh, I mean, Zach, this, this from a, from a, from your perspective in regards to covering the program, you've told me that you know uh, the New York Post can't get enough St. John's content. Uh, you know, it, it it's nuts. This is crazy. Yeah, look, I, I think it's gonna it's kind of gonna soon be time to stop being surprised because just the Nash. It, it's becoming just at least look. They gotta win, obviously. If if the team isn't good, none of this stuff matters. But it, it's kind of becoming a national program. Because you, you have Patino, you're going to be playing a ton of games at the Garden. There's going to be so much attention on this program, just stuff that people, fans aren't used to. I, I would bet money that that first game at the Garden against Michigan is going to be sold out. And it's not going to be sold out because it's going to be half Michigan fans. Mm-hmm. It's going to be sold out because it's going to be a lot of St. John's fans and a lot of people in New York City who just want to see what the buzz is about. There is an incredible buzz right now, you know, incredible excitement, just unlike anything I've seen. And I've you know, I've been on this covering this team since since 2014, and you know, obviously, seen a lot of bad basketball, seen a lot of undisciplined and unorganized, and and this is going to be very different. But it's yeah. it's nationally relevant now, and you're seeing that where they're just Patino's name and the buzz they have, they're going to be able to get into doors they haven't been able to get into in a long time, really since since the beginning. You know, with Steve Lavin, 
it's it's you know it's just so different. You know, I I asked someone who was very close to the family when I who who had told me like, look, there's a good chance they should get him, and I'm you know he was saying you know staying home is a big part of it and being able to play right away and you know being a beyond be a difference maker right away. And I said, well, what about you know why why Rutgers or Seton Hall not in there? Why don't they really have a shot? And the person said, was Rick Pitino coaching those schools? Now part of it is staying home is nice; it's appealing. But the other is you have a coach who know who gets kids better and gets them to the NBA. And, you know, obviously it's been a few years since that has happened. Um, but because he, he's been at Iona and then, he, you know, he was in Greece. And so, you know, it has been some time. But look, people see Donovan Mitchell and Terry Rozier. They saw what he what he did for those guys. Those 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 are probably the two names you hear the most when you're talking to recruits, parents, coaches. Those are the two names you hear the most because they're obviously the two most recent ones. And neither one of those guys were thought of to be can't miss, no doubt NBA players when they went to college. And he really made them into that. And that's obviously such a big appeal here. And we all know St. John's is getting there with NIL. So NIL is not a problem like maybe some other area schools. So you combine NIL, you combine a – a legend like Patino, who's who's just so good at making guys better, and then you you add just the the garden and just the national buzz, and it does kind of make sense to why they're doing so well. So what is Sajad's getting in Simeon Wiltshire? I'm going to give you a quick little synopsis and what this player who is so elite is six four guard. Now, Zach, you said kind of viewed more as a point guard. I think that he's a tweener between a point guard and a combo guard. But I was told from a coach actually who said that. He's more naturally a two guard, but wants to play more of a point guard for uh, NBA and professional purposes because of his size. And at six three, he's got really good size. I think that's going to fare really well, not only with St. John's, but um, for his potential pro aspirations. He became a better shooter uh, over his last two years. He gets to the rim really well. Explosive player who can create for himself and plays defense. So you know, checks a lot of boxes for St. John's. As we've heard Rick Pitino say, if you can't shoot. I don't want you. So he's got that. You mentioned he verbally committed to the Tar Heels in October of 2021. Then last week requested the release from his NLI. Why? I know a lot of people are asking Elliot Cadeau, another top, top point guard in the class reclassified. And RJ Davis did come back to Chapel Hill, just a roster that didn't think he could get a lot of playing time. Maybe who knows, but Simeon Wilcher, 15.4 15.4 points, 5.6 assists, four and a half rebounds, 1.8 steals per game this past season as a senior. And the year before as a junior, 16.3 points per game, 5.2 assists per game, 5.3 rebounds per game, and two steals a game. He is a stat stuffer. And I spoke to a coach that was very familiar with Wilcher's game, coached against him, watched him play over the last few years. He said that he is the best guard in his class now there's other guys that are highly higher rated than him but this coach who knows and has seen everybody said he is the best guard in the entire class he was offered a six-figure salary to leave in high school to go to overtime elite his parents and his family said they wanted him to go through the traditional route his older brother plays for nebraska he and his dad were sitting in carneseca arena last season when St. John's beat Nebraska by 20 and they were going at it with St. John's fans. I know a lot of people remember that, but like Zach said, he's also a winner. He went 17 and 0 in the state tournament during his high school career. 
He beat DJ Wagner as a junior to win the New Jersey Tournament of Champions. Uh, I mean, this guy's a winner. He knows how to fill it up. The, the St. John's is getting a really elite, elite level of a player. Zach, I know you spoke to Simeon Wilcher. I know you spoke to his father. What were some of the things that they told you about their commitment? The uh, few things that, you know, definitely stood out, you know, that Rick Pitino kind of really illustrated how he felt Simeon would fit in the way he coaches, kind of showed showed him film of some of his teams, showed him film of how he plays and, and felt like the up and down style really, really meshes well. Um, you know, the dad, I asked about North Carolina and the dad told me, look, he, it was a timing thing. I had nothing against the staff there, but look, he's son committed, you know, a year and a half ago and a lot of stuff changed and you kind of have to make the best decision for your own future. Look, they added some other transfers and his role was going to be uncertain there. One thing I heard, not from the family, just something I've heard from sources was that he didn't necessarily feel, feel valued there anymore, that they, that he, he, he didn't know if he was really want needed as much. And clearly St. John's that's, that's a different story. Um, I did ask, um, Sergio Wilcher about the St. John's game last year and about the trash talking. And he, he said they had a great time with the fans and it's kind of funny how um, the world works and, and comes full circle. Zach, I'm seeing, I'm seeing fans who were at that game and that were talking trash to the <laughs> Wilchers and Sergio Wilson offering public apologies right now on Twitter, making amends. I think it's, it, it's super, it's super funny. It's super great. Um, to those of you that may have seen uh, Sergio at the game or have seen some videos of Sergio at basketball games, you know that he is intense. He is absolutely somebody who is all in on his son and his teams. So I think uh, at Carnesec Arena, at Madison Square Garden, at UBS, at Charleston or wherever you possibly are going to see Sergio, uh, you're going to hear him also. Yeah, no, he, that's one thing you you will know he's there. You know, it's good to have kind of a, an animated father back in the fold. You know, we've, we've missed that for the last... Uh, few years since the days of greg williams senior and uh and renard um so that'll that'll be a nice uh you know a nice addition um it's been a few months and you know it's it's kind of hard to wrap your head around just yeah how much has changed especially when you consider you know and some people thought they got off to a slow start and and then they got taylor and they got rj luis and they got dingle and they got zuby and they you know and now and now here they go with wilcher and um, you know, it's Tina's deep, you know, one thing I was, you know, I asked a little bit about, you know, just smooth things over with certain guys in terms of playing time. And the one thing I was told is they, they want the competition, you know, and that's what they have. They have Luis and Taylor at the, at, you know, at the wing. they've got Dennis Jenkins and, and Wiltshire there at, at the one they've, they've got, um, Jordan Dingle and Naheem Aline at, at the two. So they, and, and look, I think this is a team that's going to play or play really fast. That's going to press a lot. They have four very solid guards now with Dingle, Aline, Wiltshire, and, and Jenkins. And look, maybe you're going to see a lot of three-guard lineups. There's no question about it. And, you know, Luis obviously is a guy who could play the guard spot as well. I think you're going to see a team that's going to play really fast, going to shoot a ton of threes. It's going to press. It's it's going to it's going to be a fun brand of basketball. You know, I've talked to Rick about, you know, Rick about it, about, you know, he's, he's, he's played three guards a ton in the past. There's going to be more than enough time for all these guys, you know, to play. Um, and I don't think any of these commitments will, will catch anyone off guard. It's, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a lot of fun. Now the problem is you got like, uh, we have still about five minutes, five months till the first game. <laughs> Zach, the, 
the million dollar question and the thing that a lot of people are asking right now is how is this going to work? There is 14 players on this team right now. The only players that could enter the transfer portal right now are grad students. And the creative thing that some schools are doing, and uh, we've seen football schools do it, and I believe there are some basketball schools that are starting to do it, is potentially uh, making somebody a walk-on. And in this NIL era, there are ways to do that, and we're seeing it happen throughout the sport and definitely throughout college sports in general. What is your guess on kind of what happens here? You know, for now, they don't have to do anything. Uh, I reported over the weekend, Dennis Jenkins has to graduate from Iona to be immediately eligible. And so he will not be there this summer. Um, So they're not, it's not something they have to, they have to figure out until the fall semester. You have heard, you know, the rumors of, you know, using, putting someone in that walk-on role, I, I envision that's probably what will happen. But for now, it's it's really not something they have to they have to do. They they have time. They have a few months to to figure it out. And you know, it's in the in the coming weeks, players will be getting there for summer sessions. I, you know, I reported that um you know he he that that um Simeon will be signing this week, and he will be there for the summer sessions. I believe everyone except for. Dennis and Quinn Slazinski might be there a little late because he's still graduating. Also, he will be there at some point this summer, but I don't know if he'll be there for the first summer session. But yeah, look, I could definitely see the walk-on route as, as, as a possibility, but it's just, you, you figure it out. You can get someone of this caliber. You don't, you don't, yeah. you know, you, you don't think twice and clearly they didn't. I, I kind of want to go back to, Uh, one of the players that we didn't get a chance to talk to because the last time on the podcast that you were with us, we was after the Dingle commitment, but you did report about Zuby Ejiofor. And I know that you spoke to coach Patino about him and he absolutely raved about Zuby. And he's not just coming in to be Joel Soriano's backup, which I think a lot of people originally thought apparently he impressed greatly in his workouts. And this six, nine forward who, left Kansas to come to St. John's. Basically, Rick Patino was like, I'm not letting you off this campus without you committing. Yeah, no, he he loves him. He didn't he couldn't have it, you know, he, he could have went on and on and on about him. They 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 he, he was a much better shooter than they realized, a better athlete. They think he could play the four. Um he's gonna battle with Slazinski to be the starting four, although we all know they could they could go small and they could play Taylor and Luis at the three and the four as well. But yeah, he's going to be clearly in the mix. He's going to play. They they think he's a four. Now he's going to obviously play some as Joel's backup too, but they think he's a four. They think he has the offensive ability to stretch the court. They love his athleticism. They think like this is a guy who was a big time recruit, didn't really play much at Kansas in, in a in a in a very full front court, but they are they are incredibly you know, hi, that, you know, I, I had a, a sit down with, with coach and there were a few guys that really stood out that he was really impressed with. And it was Zuby and RJ Luis is, a, and that's a guy that I've heard from other coaches that like has legit, legit NBA pro potential. Now wow. he's got, he's got, yeah, he's got, he's got work to do obviously, but he, you know, he's so athletic and long. He can shoot. That's a guy they think that can really develop and to be a big, being a really good player. Very interesting. Zach, when we look back at the few, and I have to laugh because it's funny, I was talking to somebody on the way home about this, but when we look back at the first few weeks of Rick Patino's hire, 
you and I both saw and heard from a ton of St. John's fans and haters who were skeptical about the first few editions, who were saying, what is going on? Has Rick Patino lost his fastball? Who are these players? Like, they were talking basically down on some of the players based on the schools they were transferring from, uh, all that stuff. And now, just a mere, I don't know, 65 days later, you've got players who were heavily recruited or once committed or courted by Blue Bloods or top-tier programs, UNC, Kansas, Villanova, Ohio State, and many others. So, you know, you hope common sense prevails, and there's a lot of fans that are eating a lot of crow right now. Yeah, But, I mean, it's, I mean, Zach, it's hilarious. We talked about it privately. We talked about it uh, all over the place. But the way that things has changed in about 65 days, what, what Rick Pitino has injected into this program, this organization, this fan base, uh, I mean, people are ready to hang from the light poles outside of Madison Square Garden, and they haven't played a game, and they're not playing a game for, you know, five months. Yeah, look, they did miss on some guys. You know, that obviously did happen, but I, I do think it took them a little while. You know, it, the the transfer portal was new to, as a high major level, was new to Rick you know, was new yep. to Masiello. It, it was new. So I, I definitely think it look it did take a little bit of time, but I also found this idea that, you know, all of a sudden he couldn't do it, kind of funny. Um, yeah. And we've seen the last two plus months um, that clearly, you know, it was it was silly. Uh, people were jumping the gun, obviously, and and now here you are where I, I don't I mean I can't even think the last time saying now I'm not saying they're going to be ranked preseason in AP. But they're going to have a shot there. They're going to be close. So look, literally right before, right before we got on, Gary Parish of CBS has St. John's in his top twenty-five and one as number twenty-six. John Rothstein, a few maybe an hour or so ago, put St. John's at top twenty-five. John Fanta said he's putting him in the top twenty-five. Jeff Goodman said he's putting him in the top twenty-five. I mean, again, yeah, uncharted territory. Yeah. I, my guess is they'll be kind of at the top of the list of receiving votes. I think they'll be close. I agree. I think I think it's very fair for St. John's to be right now kind of in that 25 to 35 spot, yeah. at least to start the season. Let this team play and get a few wins. But, I mean, off of Buzz alone and off of the strength of the last two commitments of Simeon Wilcher, uh, Jordan Dingle, Zuby is a really big recruit. I, I, I don't know if people kind of gave it the credit that it, it – uh, warranted coming from Kansas, but like those are your last three major, major home run recruits. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I could certainly see them being in that, you know, 25 to 35 range. Yeah. Look, it's, there's a possibility they're preseason ranked top 25, which is crazy. And I, I don't even, I mean, I guess what, I mean, when was the last time that even happened? Uh, I have no it's, idea. It's a new, it's a new day. Um, it's, it's kind of just hard to wrap your mind around. Um, I just that uh, I just I just keep picturing what the atmosphere is going to be like for that first game at the Garden against Michigan. Uh, yeah. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun, man. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun to chronicle and to follow. And I mean, on paper, I think they're a top four to five team in the league. You finish top five in the Big East this year, you're probably going to be like a four to six. Seed. That's how mm-hmm. good the league is. I think the league is. Top seven to eight of the league, I think it's really good. Bottom three isn't great, but the top seven to eight, to me, I think is really good. I think it's probably a seven to eight bid league. Uh, so you finish four or five, you're going to be, that means you're a very good team. Um, and I think 
that's probably around where they should finish, if not higher. Simeon Wiltry consensus top 35 recruit in the class of 2023 commits to Rick Patino in St. John's. He did not visit anybody else. It was St. John's all the way. Lou Carnesecca was there to pitch him. Rick Patino was there to pitch him. They went to the garden and they sealed the deal. St. John's lands the highest rated recruit since Rashid Jordan. And it is a brand new day in Queens. As Zach Braziller of the New York Post who joins us here says, St. John's is basically a national program now under Rick Patino. And again, I have to sit here and keep pitching myself. I have to sit here and keep, you know, shaking my head and wondering if this is a dream. This is not something that we are used to, but it is certainly exciting. Things like the home field apparel deal that are apparently coming. I mean, there's so much stuff that is being worked on behind the scenes that are timing really, really nicely. The non-conference schedule is almost, almost done and ready to be announced. It is, it is insane. Zach's phone is completely blowing up. Zach's keyboard is completely blowing up. And you thought you were going to get a rest out of, after the Knicks. And man, I think you're working uh, harder now covering St. John's. I don't think there's going to be a lot of time of without content with St. John's. You know, I'll probably be out there for workouts in a few weeks. And you know, look. People are really, really interested and yeah. really excited and jacked about what's going on. And look, they should be. This is a yeah. program that hasn't won a tournament game in 23 years. It hasn't made the main draw of the NCAA tournament in, I guess, about seven or eight. So people, this is a fan base that's waited a long time. So they, they deserve it. Uh, yeah. It should be, should be a hell of a year. Perfectly said. We'll wrap it up right there. Zach Brazilla of the New York Post, thank you so much for joining me. Certainly appreciate it. Uh, that's like three times in like the last five hey, episodes. There's so much my, to talk my about. Pleasure. My, my pleasure. It's fun. Thank you, Zach. Guys, check out the article. You'll see the column about Simeon Wilcher in, uh, well, the, the first one's up, but I, I know quotes are, uh, quotes are coming in the next one. Make sure you're following Zach on Twitter as well. Johnny Nation, it is a big day for you. It is a big day for this fan base. St. John's adds an absolute monster piece in 6'4 guard Simeon Wilcher, a top 35 recruit. Again, an unbelievable day. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you soon. Who knows if the roster is done at this point? I thought last time. Yeah, I'm not. No more. Who no knows what's going to happen? Should anything else happen, we'll certainly be back to talk about it. Again, Zach Brazil of the New York Post. Thank you so much. Johnny Nation, appreciate you guys listening. We'll be back next time. You've been listening to the Eye on the Storm podcast. Go Johnny's.